Hey, hey, this is your host, Troy Smith. Thank you so much for taking the time to kick it with us today at the Nighty Lounge. We got a lot in store for you on today's show, but before we get started, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're hearing this on today. Now let's get to the show. Just trying to get in, make it happen, you know, make some change. And, and, and that's the thing that I really want to see. So what frustrates me oftentimes is um, going through the motions, right? And so we talk, we get upset, we protest. Um, yes, but thank I you. Know, thank you. I you're know. going there. Thank you for going there, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I know is, um, you know, unless laws change, unless mm. the right people mm. are in positions um, and, you know, unless the right people are, are, are the, the representatives and, right. and, and part of the Senate and, and your councilmen, the, the district attorney, um, the judges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have the right people in place who really care about the people, yeah. Um, then that's the only way change is truly going to occur. True. All right, all right. Hey, hey, hey! This is your host Troy Smith. I'm here with my. My guy, my brother from another mother, Derek Williams. Say hello, Derek. What's going on, people? What's happening? Yeah, that, 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 that take work to make sure that clap come in at the right time without messing it up. So, oh, yeah. uh, Move. I'm here with my guy, Derek Williams, man. It's a special person to me, man. I've, I've known him for years. He was in my wedding. Um, that's how that's how far we go. That's how serious this relationship is with, with my guy, man. So, I'm thankful that yeah. you're here to share some wisdom with us. 15 years. Is it 15 years? 15 years? That's how long it's been? Yeah, 15 years. Dang, man. Well, hey. I first came to Nashville. Look at that. We first came, he first came to Nashville. I was here in my Debo house shoes and cut off shorts. And, but for Nextel, you know, we worked the Nextel together, which y'all don't know about the Nextel church. Yeah, but actually when I first met you, I first met you, you were working at a jewelry store. At Antioch Mall. Yeah, Hickory Hollow. If, if Freeman's, Freeman's yeah. Jewelers. Yeah. Hickory Hollow Mall. Slanging yes. them, them cubic zirconias. Slanging them. Right. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then we, one day, because you lived in Bellevue. I lived in Bellevue. Yeah. I was working at the Nextel store. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you came in. You know, I'm like, all right, what's, what's going on? And uh, you asked if we were hiring. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um you know, I think had you talked to the manager. I did. I had to put a manager. Had to put a put. Had to put a word in for because the manager said, "Yeah, I don't know if we want to <laughs> do yeah. that." You know, what I'm saying, "Oh, Devin, Devin. hey guys, yeah. what's going on?" <laughs> oh, so, ro- yeah. rubbing his hands together all the time. That bird man, hey, uh, right, mm, crisscross apple yeah. sauce. <laughs> mm, guys, uh, yo, Devin, Devin, that's our guy. Well, man, right. so. I wanted to bring um, Derek on because, man, Derek's that guy that you know that got to be in a corner. In the back of the the meeting, and you just you know everybody know each other, but they said, "But well, who is that dude?" And then you like, "Oh, that's the guy. <laughs> he has no name. He's he's a, he's a figure of your imagination. He that's the one that gets it all going. That's who Derek is, the, the international man of mystery. The international man of mystery. He's the one that you know that come in, be like, man, that, that guy must he must be important. Ah, oh, man. Nah, you know, I just I come into spaces, man. I like to sit back. I like to listen. Uh, I'm a systems guy, mm-hmm. right? So I like to listen and see and hear um, what's being said and, and what's not being said. Mm-hmm. 
right? And and then to see where I'm I'm sitting in, I'm thinking, you know, where I would know, you know, once I get comfortable, where I would interject into the conversation, right? And to see if that's happening, and if that's not happening, um, I wait to. Oftentimes, I wait to the conversation has taken place. And, um, and if, if we're, if we're just going around in circles and, and the wheels are spinning, then, uh, I may jump in at that point and, uh, get and my say, input. Hey, what are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, we, are we getting some of the comments? Are we just freaking talking about this? We're what are we talking? Doing? Right, right. I'm, I'm solutions oriented. Right. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I want to, I want to get it done. I want to make sure the right people in the room. I want to make sure that the process is moving. That's me. Yeah, and that's 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 absolute truth. That is him. The good thing about Derek is that so Derek is a podcaster himself. He um but he's more more than that though. He's definitely a person that's very involved with community. Um you know, when it comes down to the school system or education generous his main platform is education or educating people, that's not that's not his main platform, it's just what he's actually really hands deep in of doing. But then he does a podcast with five things off the wall. Yes, five things off the wall, and that's the number five five things off the wall and we're on all platforms. So we're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify, we're on anchor FM, we're on Google. Uh, so look us up, you know, if you haven't, um, I think you'll be thoroughly enjoyed. But what, well, basically what he said, he's worldwide. That's what he said. People, this guy's uh, worldwide and a national figure. Well, you know, we have looked at our statistics and we, you know, we got a few <laughs> listeners, uh, you in know, Iceland. Some Germany and Iceland, <laughs> Australia. So, you know, we we we've, we've definitely made it made it across the waters. Uh huh. So this good thing about my boy Dito. So we have a great conversation all the time, a great chemistry of learning things and talking about things. And you know, with all that's going on in in the world today, especially the United States, uh, him and I have dialogue about things all the time. And the next, the, the question that always comes up is like, okay, what are we going to do now? Like you said, he's at meetings. And he's that guy that wants to start facilitating to make sure things are getting moving. It's not just another conversation. So right. I wanted to bring him on today to discuss about some things too about how we can move forward from what we're doing now. Uh, like I said, he's definitely involved heavily with education, and um, and you know he so he, he actually works with inner city inner city families, right? Families yeah. that's more uh, socioeconomically challenged. Yeah. So I'm um, you know currently you know my my title, my professional title is uh, Passage Coordinator, and so what Passage stands for is Positive and Safe Schools Advancing Greater Equity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my focus uh, at this point has been or up to this point has been uh, really working to address discipline disparities. And so uh, we want to make sure that black and brown kids aren't being uh, suspended or expelled at a disproportionate rate compared to um, their peers. Um, and so uh, mainly mainly their white peers who have some of the lowest numbers when it comes to suspensions and expulsions. Mm. So we look at what may be the causes of that. And um, I work with community uh, organizations as well as internally um, in our organization to bring everyone together to help come up with solutions uh, to address those issues. But it's crazy. It's crazy that you're doing, you're doing that on the school level, which we're trying to make sure this happening out here in the real level, the real world, because you're getting that together in school. Like, Hey, we're going to make sure that they're not disproportionately suspended they're not being, you know, I'll say if someone throw a fork in, oh, not fork, it's a dangerous object right there. But if they throw something <laughs> in school and they don't get, you know, the black kid gets suspended 40 days or 14 or how many other days it may be, and the white kid gets a warning. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. and then out here on the streets, as we are starting to see, you know, you, a black guy get pulled over, they're getting to drive while black and get the gun pulled on them compared to when a white guy gets pulled over, a white counterpart gets pulled over, and they, hey, they can argue back and forth. And the police right. like, hey, just calm down. Calm down. Right. I'm going to go to my car. They break down the whole thing of what they're doing compared to get out now. Stop resisting. Yeah. Right. You know what or, I'm saying? Or just, or just the thought of, um, or idea or the thought of a, of a police officer thinking that a uh, black man or a black woman has a gun versus someone like the 17-year-old in uh, Wisconsin walking down a street with a assault rifle and nothing happens. So can you imagine if that was a black man running down the street with an assault rifle and right by the police, right? So yeah, the police yeah. are right there, right? Well, they did, um, you know they did a stu- they did an actual a simulation of that. Like they had a white guy get out there walk with the same gun. Oh yeah. And then they had the black guy get out walk. He getting he getting eight cars pulled up. Now, you know, he's right. getting right. Hey, put your hand put your put your hands down. Put the weapon down. All that type of stuff. Guns drawn on him compared to the white guy. It's like, "Hey, so what are you doing with that assault rifle?" I'm yeah. just walking around. I know my rights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, American propaganda, many, many, many years of American propaganda has um, created conscious and subconscious um, thoughts and biases that um, black men and women uh, are a threat. Mm. And so uh, you, oftentimes you see that play out with law enforcement. Uh, but you also see it play out in school systems. Mm. Uh, you also see it play out in healthcare, And so there's many sectors where you see this play out. And again, remember, I said it, it happens subconsciously and consciously. So you have some individuals who join the police force knowing uh, how they feel about black people or minorities or people of color. And then they will join these um these these positions or join these organizations to advance their uh, their thoughts, their beliefs, their uh, their ideas, uh, and to have a sense of control um, over uh, black people in a lot of these uh, situations. So how you so so before we go into deep, because we got plenty to dive into that <laughs> with all that's going on right now today. When it comes down to your guy uh, Jacob Blake, right? Um, yeah. And all this, you know, and everything is happening with that. But before we get to that, because that's that's a, another rabbit hole that take us deep. But in regards to dealing with what you're dealing with today, how are you doing? How how are you? Where, do you not get socially get emotionally drained? Ah, that's a great question. I mean, like, because you know, look, I do mentors. You know, we do mentor stuff all the time, and you're doing more time explaining how you care. Mm-hmm. Compared to where you can actually, in regards to you know, hey, I'm here for a purpose to do X Y Z. They're paying yeah. me to do this. To like, you don't care about us. You just another whatever. You know what I'm saying? How did, do you yeah. get emotionally drained with that? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because today, um, you know, I've, I've jumped on a few calls, and you know, I, I think about the first call that I jumped on, and the person asked, you know, how are you doing? And I thought about it for a minute, and I said. You know, normally I would say, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm great. yeah. You know, but uh, I stopped and I really thought about it. And I said, you know what? I'm okay. Right. So today I'm heavy mm-hmm. um, because of everything that's taken place with uh, Jacob Blake and everybody before that, Brianna, Brianna um, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. And, um, you know, just all, all this, the senseless killings and shootings that have, have taken place. And, I am, 
you know, in the work that I do, I've worked in the capacity of a social emotional learning coordinator um, professionally. And, and with that, one of the things that I do is I promote self-care for other individuals and mm. so other and for people and for yourself. Right. And so I really promote to, whenever I'm talking to people, I'm saying, make sure you take care of yourself. First, what is that? Right? But you know and what? So, let's, before you go deeper, what does that mean? What does that really yeah. does that take a nap? Does that get a massage? What, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. It really depends on the individual. Right. Uh, what puts you in that state of calm? What puts you in that state of peace? Um, what puts you in that place to where your mind isn't wandering and drifting off and you're actually able to relax and focus more. And so some, some individuals will, uh, they'll engage in mindfulness practices, breathing Mm. exercises, closing their eyes, um, yoga, aligning themselves. For me, I love, I love, uh, massages, right? Mm. I love massages, but then I, I, you know, I've recently gotten to, um, uh, pedicures and so Troy, like you, were actually one of the first individuals I knew. So when we were working, yeah, I was going through my uh, my pretty boy stage at that time. That was too much. I was wow. So you you were taking care of the feet, so yeah. so your feet don't look like like my bricks off, off of Mark. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Looking like straight up so bricks, right, right. And so um, and so my wife and I, what we'll do is we'll we'll get together. We'll schedule it. We'll go get our, our feet done or we'll get massages. Right. And so that that recharges me. That's able that puts me in a, in a place where I'm able to um, reset, um, you know, uh, empty, you know, so I empty my cup a lot. So this fills my cup. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I'm, I'm, you know, because when I'm, I'm pouring into so many other people on a day to day basis and I'm encouraging others on a day-to-day basis i'm motivating others on a day-to-day basis that as you as you mentioned you it can be draining because you know know, we're talking about drained on the side with the families they also been drained on the side of actually trying to plead the case of the families you know why it's important to make sure equality is there yeah yeah and um and we got a long long way to go yeah um for that um i'm i'm thankful and grateful that we have a lot of partners and a lot of people who pride themselves on um, doing this work, but are passionate about doing this work and, and making sure that we address the systemic racism that has been, that has, has occurred in this, this country uh, since slavery and even mm-hmm. probably before slavery. Right. And so, um, you know, you know, we're just trying to get in, make it happen, you know, make some change. And, and, and that's the thing that I really want to see. So what frustrates me oftentimes is um, going through the motions, right? And so we talk, we get upset, we protest. Uh, yes, but thank I you. Know, thank you, I, you're going there. Thank you for going there, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I know is, um, you know, unless laws change, unless mm. the right people mm. are in positions, um and you know, unless the right people are are, are the the representatives right. and in part of the Senate and, and your councilmen, the the district attorney, um, the judges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have the right people in place who really care about the people, yeah, um, then that's the only way change is truly going to occur. True. Right. And so I remember sitting in rooms, right, and I had this epiphany. Where, as I mentioned at the top of the top of our conversation, where, you know, I'm sitting in the room and I'm listening. So I've been in educational space since 2009. 
But I just remember maybe the past four years, I just remember sitting in a room hearing uh, us talk about some of the same issues that we had been talking about since I had uh, come into the educational space and thinking to myself, you know, there's people that want this system to stay this way, right? right? Because they, because they benefit from it. And think about it. Everything is connected. I mean, we, everything. So if we got to keep the mindset where it needs to be, people are tied to the investments in jails. People are tied to certain foods exactly. we eat. Everything is connected to where if one chain out of that, one link out of that chain is messed up, it can domino affect a whole lot of other stuff, right? Right, right, exactly. We're, we live in a um, capitalistic society, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a, there's a lot of greed, right? There's a lot of things that people will do for money. And unfortunately, uh, some people are seen as an acceptable loss, mm-hmm. right? And so, or, or money has to be made off the backs of others, right? And so if we can't get it how we used to get it through slavery, right. you know, free labor, what's the closest thing to it? What can, what can we do, right, to kind of keep that system going to where we're making money to where it doesn't look like slavery? Right. Or it doesn't meet the, it, you know, it doesn't meet the same qualifications of what slavery used to be, but... If you, you know, you look at it, we're still benefiting off the backs of others. Free labor. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Free labor, cheap labor, um, whether it be whether it be, you know, that if we got to get people, uh, if people are locked up in prison, it's still a money money making system for them. And so if we if 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 every kid or every child is fully educated and reaches their full potential, it's going to disrupt some system as you were just mentioning right and so at that point you're taking money out of their mouths and it could be you know they could definitely have enough to survive Mm. but there's people who have a lifestyle that they want to live there's people who want to be in a certain tax bracket they want a certain status and um and they're willing to um you know marginalize uh individuals to make sure that they continue to get that money. It's good that you mentioned the fact that people being involved with the laws, change of law, because things are in place in laws because they know it has to be abided by. Like it's like a person you can have all the skills in the world to do certain things, but if you don't have the actual credentials behind it, it doesn't really matter. Like it never happened. Yeah. So like, you know, the, uh, you know, the character most deaf played when he's the, he the act most deaf played that doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Uh, nah, some, some, no, what, what, what he played the doctor though that was did the first open heart surgery. He actually was helping the white doctor do yeah, it, right? But he didn't get the credit because he wasn't really qualified to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the same thing with any like with, so. It's one thing you can say, hey man, it's what you do. It's how you got to do it. But there, if it's not in law, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, you know, and, and and even that. I mean, you think back to a lot of that those times. Uh, you know, a lot of black people didn't get credit for the, their a lot of a lot a lot of stuff, their creation, of stuff. Yeah. a lot of the inventions and creation, right? And so, I mean, you just seeing with um, Uncle Nearest, right? The 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 black guy was the the brains behind Jack Daniels. Didn't know that. And yeah, yeah. And so um, there was a lady, can't think of a name off the top of my head, but she did the research and uh, went back. Um, 
approached the Jack Daniels family, did did her research and found out that the master, I forgot what they call him, like master brewer or something. Um, brewer, yeah. yeah. He um, he was a black guy. He was a brains behind it and uh, never, never got credit for it. And through that ooh, and off of that, ooh. that's how, um, you know, she she made sure that Uncle Nearest was was created. And um, I believe his family um, is a part of that as well. So it's, it's good you sentence. said that, though. But guess how many companies do that because they work for the company. And if you're on the clock creating anything. Mm-hmm. Right. That's their yeah. material. Yeah, but but you know, and even then, I you know, of course, it was. I believe he, he was a slave. I could be wrong. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and do some research on an that, indigent but, servant, huh? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. So you know, nowadays, you know, you will you'll read certain things and you'll see such such and such was a worker. Yeah, nah, yeah. they weren't a worker. Yeah, they were a slave. They were right? a slave. Yeah. So is that is that what you think that the, the, the athletes are doing now when it's like, hey? You know, the the Muslim, the black Muslims, <laughs> they got the Muslims, they got the Muslims, right? <laughs> but hey, don't nobody take it. That just look, let me go back. But the fact is, you got the black Muslim. The, uh, they always was preaching about, I remember watching Malcolm X and all the other things, uh, the movies where they come out, brother, you working for the man, you for, you know, you work for the slave owner. You know, say so I always try to get those athletes to speak out of stuff. Do you think it's what people are doing now where they're starting to notice that I don't want to play right now if I don't want to? Uh, you know, and I want to I want to stand out here for justice and all this and that. But like you just yeah. mentioned, though, answer that question. That's what you think they're doing now. There. Well, I think um, there is a lot of ways to bring attention to uh, something that you care about and something that is close to you, right? And so we know that the majority of athletes in most sports are African American or yeah. minorities, right? And so um, there's two things, right? And so I mentioned earlier. It's a capitalistic society, right? And people, a lot of people are motivated by money, mm-hmm. money alone. And so when you hit people where it hurts, you hit them in that pocket, right? You start to get people's attention. And when you realize the power that you have, and so I think with athletes, they realize, one, you know, we have a, a national platform where, where people are um, viewing us so we can make us make a stand and, a, and take a stance right now and let our position be known. One, that's one part of it. But at the same time, if we bring a halt to this, we hit them in the po- Hey, 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 this is your host, Troy Smith. I hope you enjoying the episodes thus far. I want you to do me a favor, though. Head over to NottyLounge.com. N-O-T-I-L-O-U-N-G-E.com. Scroll to the bottom. Hit that connect button. Let's make sure you and I are connected. Let's make sure we can keep this thing going. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Come and join us on our virtual comfy couch at the Naughty Lounge. Now, let's get back to the show. But how did they, how do they how they gonna bring a hit them in a pocket though because they're not playing? Well, you know, I mean, ads, viewership, all of that stuff is how, and then viewership brings uh, right now, especially ads, during the day's time, right? because everybody's right. viewing it on TV. Right. So if I'm a if I'm a company, right, and I'm paying for people to see my product, you know, it, whether I'm a um, I'm somebody I'm just on a commercial or whether I'm directly giving money to the organization so people can see my logo somewhere. Right. As long as people aren't seeing those things. So if I'm not watching. Right. So I'm not I'm not tuned into 
you know, the games, even though they've made the decision to uh, today or it's reports that they've made the decision today to actually begin playing again. Um, but if I'm not if I'm not watching. Right. Then I'm not going to want to see those commercials is happening. And chances are I'm not going to go buy products that I see. And so now you're hitting not only um, the NBA in their pockets, you're hitting a lot of these other companies that um, that that want your business you hit them in the pockets. Right. And, and I think when you think about America as a whole, right, I, I think, you know, one of the things that I think we could do and should do as um, African-Americans, black people, allies, um, I think we all need to come together and really hit America where it hurts in the pocket. And, and so, and I know that's not, that's not easy for everybody. Because, and when you say come together, you know, what that mean? What are you talking about? Like, let's go, go to Kumbaya, have a meeting and, Say this is what we're gonna spend our money at or some or what? No, you know, no. So you know, you know, there's been there's been blackout days, yeah. right? Um, and where people have said, you know what, I'm not gonna spend my money, I'm not gonna watch this, or I'm not gonna be on social media because all those interactions right. um, you know, result in money for these organizations and businesses. And so coming together for me is I, I think. Well, let me go back. Let me take a step back. So Doc Rivers, you know, he said, Mm -hmm. why do we continue to love this country when this country doesn't love us? Right. And you've always heard people say, well, won't you go back to where you come from? Go back to Africa or, you know, go back to this country. Right. But if we actually did that, if we actually did that or if we actually shut it, came together, shut it down, stop production in businesses right so i'm supposed to come into work this day to keep your business running so you can make money Mm. right but if we collectively decided to get together and you know say you know i'm not i'm not but supporting each other right because i know people people you got you got to pay your bills Mm -hmm. you got to eat so, you know, there, you know, we'll have to think through some of that, you know, to make sure people are taken care of. I know there'll be the threat. If you don't show up to work, you know, you're going to be fired. And so people are like, you know, they're afraid because they have a family. But what does that, but what does that sound know? like though? What does that literally sound like? If we say we need to get together and do this, what's the next thing going to come behind that? Oh, you racist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes. It's like, okay, you, you, you want to get away from racism, but it sounds like you're creating racism all over again. Yeah, but you know it's, 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 you know, and that's just a, and I would, what I would say to that is that's a deflection. Right? Yeah. Because it's just like, I don't see color. That's what people say. I don't see color. Ah, you see color because you know, I don't look like you. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Right. And our, and our experiences are different. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, so, and that, so with that being said, do you agree or you can disagree that the black community is subgroups of community of blacks? Not everybody thinks the same. Oh yeah, uh, because yeah, like yeah, you know, it's the one percent, the middle, the higher middle, the lower, the lower, the lower. I mean, there's so many different levels there, just like any other nationality. I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's true. Um, the we, question is, how are you gonna get all of them to think the same though, D? That's the thing. How are we gonna get yeah. that brain to work as one? And 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 you, it, I think it takes I think it takes dialogue and, and discussion. But I, I think a big part of that is people are motivated by different things, right? And so if I'm a black person and I'm making money. And I'm benefiting from uh, the passing of the Republican tax law, then I'm probably like, well, you know, this is I, I value money. Right. That's that's important to me. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I'm not you know, I'm not going to protest 
or I'm not going to join this because I don't agree with key it. thing. Exactly. And, right. That, you do your thing. That's but that's a good thing about being also though in the U.S. Well, you can. Yeah. That's why I would love for it to get back to the point to where you can. Well, I don't know if it ever been to that point, but where it won't be a pre quote quote whatever how you say that word. Where it's not like a wait, favor. Wait. You know, like, like, yeah, like, I, I agree with you, Derek, but I don't agree with that. So you can't be mad at me. Let me have a free choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, that's what we got to get to. Unfortunately, oh, you don't believe the way I do? Oh, you are uh, whatever. Uncle Tom, yeah. Uncle Boo, whoever, or something like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, you know, I think world, you know, we've, we've seen that as an issue. But even here in the in the U.S., I mean, we've definitely, that's definitely an issue, even though, People say we're we're the the land of the free. Um, people take issue if you don't think the way that they think or mm-hmm. fall in line with, with what they're doing. And so, um, you know, I'm all for freedom freedom of speech, and you know, and you making a, a choice or a decision to do what what you want to do or what you feel that's best for you. But what I know is that um, over year over year and centuries and that, you know, as black people and minorities, we've been victims of systemic racism and have been marginalized um, intentionally. Right. Yeah, that's and true. So, and, and so with that, if you care about one yourself um, as a as a minority or you care about your brother and sister, you know, as a black person or a person of color, then and you know that. The thing, it's going to take something. It's going to take us coming together for actual change to actually take place. And coming together means, again, as I, going back to the early conversation, whether that's making sure that you're voting and you're voting on state and local levels to make sure that you're putting the right people uh, in office, the people that make decisions for you on a day-to-day basis, right? Um, and, you know, and you're also voting in a presidential election, to make sure, because you know what the president's, uh, some of the president's decisions may not affect your day to day on a daily basis, but the president actually has influence over some Absolutely. of the people. And if you don't agree with that certain way, you. if you don't agree with that certain direction, that's when they go, "Oh, we're going to show you." You know, right. that's the that's the, the the battle of oh, well, if you don't agree, oh, you don't agree, okay, we're going to show you yeah. that. All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we've we've seen it. We've seen it with Trump. I mean, we've seen it with Obama, where they had to go and meet with members of Congress uh, to get behind and rally behind a thought and an idea of something that they wanted to push and move forward, right? Yeah, just like so, just like slavery. Yeah. So slavery wasn't these, just that one thing. It had a couple, hey, if we do this, we got to put all this on the law as well, mm-hmm. on the book, so it can be yeah. in law, you know? Right, right, yep. So, so the president is important. State and local is important. Um you know, and I think if if you know if we're going to one um, move the needle, then even though you may you may have it, just depends on what you value more. If you if you value the collective more, and see, I'm one that I care about the community and I care about the club. That's one of the things I'm passionate about. So I remember when I was 13 years old, walking down the street and just having a conversation with God, and just thinking there has to be more than life than. Uh, getting a nice house, getting a job, white picket fence, mm-hmm. getting married, having kids, right? And so as I'm trying to discover purpose, you know, and reading, even reading the Purpose Driven Life when I'm when I'm in college, right, I realized what I was passionate about, 
right? And what I was willing to become a martyr for if necessary, right? And I, you know, I got a family now, so I, I would prefer not to. Yeah, yeah, to be a martyr <laughs> at all. Be a martyr for them, but kid. you, yeah. But that's what, but that's right. where the drainage come though, Derek. Yeah. That's the drainage. You yeah. see the vision, like Moses, he was drained. They complaining 24 seven. He not doing enough. The rock is not giving water out. God yeah. said, don't strike the rock. If you do, you're not going to be able to, man, bump. They complain more. So he get pissed off. Just like you do in the community service that you do now. That's the, you know, you doing more as you're trying to collectively make sure everyone understands the importance of let's not be a part of the 13th Amendment of when you going to jail, have to deal with that stuff, right? Let's actually do stuff right. Let's become right. educated. Doing, oh, you, and then you got to complain and deal with that. And then you got to understand, you reiterate, reiterate that you get drained out and then you strike the rock. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You strike the rock and then all of a sudden now you can't go into the promised land. I may not get that with you, like Martin Luther King say, right. but it's right. nice. Right. And see, I think, I think, you know, the, the things that you go through, your journey, right, uh, prepares you for the moment. And so I, I talk to a lot of people and they say, man, Derek, man, you so, you so calm and, you know, you so patient. Like you're like the one of the most patient individuals that I've ever ever encountered. And my wife would say, you know, you're an Aquarius, so Aquarius is a so emotionalist. Y'all don't really put out a lot of emotion mm. out there, you know. And I wonder why I am who I am, and I'm so I'm not moved one way or another by a lot of things, right? But what I am moved by is discrimination, um, racism, and my people being marginalized. And, um, and then I'm going to use the skills and the knowledge that I have to work with others. And I think one of the other good, good things about, um, me and, and, and Troy, you're the same way is I have the ability to connect with people and to bring people together and, and, and put the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we're trying to do something, it's like, all right. Who needs to be here? Oh, I've got a connection with this person. I've got a connection with this person. So let's make sure that we bring the right people together so we can determine the best way to uh, to solve this problem. And um, I, I think about my kids. I, t- I tell my daughter all the time. And I, I think since she was like four years old, I remember telling her the people who really um, go far in life are people who can really problem solve. Oh, that's what it is. Right? If you can problem solve, right? So even if they if she's struggling or wrestling with something, I give her an opportunity. How would you solve the problem? You know, I can give her the answer, you know, with with where I am, you know, with my comprehension and and the years and experience and things that I have, but I usually tell them how do you, how, you know, think it through. Think of how you solve that problem, those critical thinking skills. And I think we're smart enough to get in the room together, put those uh, critical thinking skills together, pulling the right people together and uh, and finding a way uh, to change the, you know, everything that that we're experiencing with uh, systemic systemic racism and, and oppression. I, uh, before we get to five things out the wall and break it to a close. I want you to ask, you know, because I, I heard this one where, somewhere before, and I believe it's about how you, it's about who can ask the best question, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you solve the problem because it's, it's all about, okay, the why, but then going deeper. You got to get granular yeah. with it where it's the question. Right. And then you problem solve that, the good, the good question. You got to get to the root of the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so Toyota used to use this model, right? And, and so how they became 
progressive, right? So the first question that you ask usually is not going to get to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. It usually leads to uh, the, an, another um, question that, you know, and so they had this uh, this theory of the five whys, mm. right? And so you at least have to ask five times why, right, to get to the root of, of the problem. And that's when you solve, actually solve the problem. Right. Um, and, and, and so when you think about people to solve problems, a lot of inventors, you think about inventors, right? There was a problem, right? And, um, and, 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 you know, they had, they had the first question was, why is this, why does this problem exist? Right. Right. And then you have to, you know, once you find out why the problem exists, you have to find, you know, um, you got to go, just go deeper. Right. And then you go deeper, some more and deeper, some more. And, and then when that, when you get to the right question, you can really begin tackling it exactly. at, the, at the root. At the root. Cause yeah. my question is down. You might not be able to answer the why is it we experiencing a systematic racism on a consistent basis? Why? Um, yeah. I will say this, man. Um, you know, there's been, you know, so you think about slavery. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and ever since slavery and probably, you know, um, the times after that, um, America has done a, a great job of. Of propaganda. Right. They, this marketing campaign. Right. That they they've 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 created. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so it, it really goes to um, making sure that one black people and minorities feel inferior, right? And if you and then you think about the Willie Lynch letters, whether you believe it or not, you know, putting the uh, slaves against each other and you'll keep them in slavery uh, forever, you know, whether it's not a, a physical state of slavery, but mental, put the young against the old, the men against the women, the light against the dark, and you keep them fighting amongst themselves and you keep them so occupied in that um, state of mind, for, for such a long time that while they're worried about that, we're changing the laws. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? and they're, they're, we're, we're behind the scenes. Yeah. You see Hamilton, we're, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Loved it. In the room when it happened, the room when it happened. You know, you got to be in the room, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's all about that. You got to be in the room. And I think that's what we all got to understand is it's important. People say, my vote doesn't matter. See, I think, like you said, that goes down to pass down a larger voice. It's telling that person their voice don't matter. Yeah. When it truly, it truly does. You know what I'm saying? Or because now you got representation. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just, that's, that's the sad thing because that's where yeah. you really see things happen. You can be outside talking about it all the time, but if you're not in the room when it happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. like Governor Bill Lee just passed a law to HB 8005, HB 8005, <laughs> yeah. which is talking about um, properly okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't right. properly protest right, you get hit with a felony. And and so and then my thing with that, right? So if I'm if I'm now it's the same governor though that said that he's trying to help out in regards to changing the way the correction system is done. Yeah. You're gonna slap I would, I would, felonies on people, right? And I would I would even want to see the legality of that because that infringes on my First Amendment right. Yeah, it does. I, they say oh, so but then what? They, like one of my guys said, they trying to really. My boy Nino said is they're trying to actually be able to basically follow the paperwork and so they oh, yeah. can have somebody to blame. Yeah. But like yeah. you said, it goes to the laws. Right. And so you think about 
after slavery when when slavery supposedly ended and you know the Jim Crow time right and so what happens is if we can't have you as a slave and get free labor from you as a slave right then what other way can we do it so what they did was they changed laws right to make it illegal so if I'm a, a, a black male and I apply for a job that uh, should only go to a white person, right? And and you're deemed not qualified for, you can be in prison for that. Now I'm going to put you in prison and now you're going to be working uh, as part of this chain gang or you're going to be working, the, you know, free labor in prison. So laws and rules were always being changed, right? So it's just like a game, right? If If I'm the creator of the game and I see you're catching up to me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the rules. I'm going to change the laws. Move the goalposts. Benefit me. Yeah, move, move the goalposts a little bit further out. Yep, exactly. Exactly. There's a book that um, is really good that talks about um, the propaganda and the marketing strategy that America has used uh, against the um, um, black population or minorities. And it's called Brainwash. It's challenging the myth of black inferiority. And it's by Tom Burrell. And so that's B-U-R-R-E-L-L. Um, really good book. Really good book. And it, and it really goes back to talk about the master marketing plan and strategy that America has put forth to um, to keep um, and minorities and black people feeling. It's all, about, it's all about marketing, Derek. Good, look, look, Christopher Columbus, right? The reason why he got heard about before everyone else did, when they other people start coming, because they had the print press mm-hmm. in Europe, where, where, where uh, was it? Because he went, he worked for Spain, so even though he's Italian, but I think Spain mm-hmm. had the print press going, or that was happening. So they was able to spread it around the world, around the mm-hmm. people, so much quicker than when they right. used to have to wait. How somebody come and tell them about it third hand? You know what I'm saying? That's why he got so much credibility about it because everybody he had to wait. I mean, he had the print press available to him. Right. Yep. So if I can spread the news and this is the first time you hear it, yes. that's what you're going like to Like now, like now, even if it's a lie, you believe right. that more because you heard it first mm-hmm. and heard it so often where so, you end up so believing it. Exactly. Exactly. So this is my right. last, so bef- go ahead before, before you, cause I want to ask you one more thing before we go to off the wall, but go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say, so one of the things that we do in, in our household, right. And so the power of the mind, and it's just as you just mentioned, the more you hear something over and over and over, you begin to believe it. It mm-hmm. becomes, you know, becomes become true to you, right? And so one of the things that we do in my household is we do affirmation. And so we're, we, we are re- rewiring our brain mm-hmm. um, to make sure that, you know, everything that has been, um, that we may see or hear through music, television, uh, in education, that that's not what we're, we're, we're being fed. So we're not going to, we're not going, we're going to block that out. We're going to re, re, uh, rewire. I hate saying that rewire our brain a recondition to believe and recondition your brain to know and believe that we're, we're beautiful. We're black. We're Kings. We're Queens. We're successful. We're confident. Um, and all of that, man. And the more and more you hear that, the more you start to believe it. I liken it to, if you haven't seen the music, the movie, The Matrix, or if you haven't gone back and watched it anytime soon, go back and watch that movie. Right? Remember, I called you about that because I now that I'm older, yeah, I can I see it. But before yeah. the oh, that's a pretty good movie. But I called you, man, dude. Have you watched The Matrix? Oh, man, you 
you just getting started. I mean, I seen the Matrix before, but yeah. I was getting on this class. I just called you one day about that. You're like, oh yeah, man. And we start we start dialoguing about that. Yeah, yeah. So Neo didn't realize or or believe he was the one, right? But yeah. you know, he had Morpheus, one that planted that seed in that said, you know what, you're the one. But it took him hearing it from other people and letting other people letting them know that they believed in him, and then for him to be confronted with a situation to where he could prove himself that he was the one. And even after that first test, right? He still didn't believe that he was the one. Right. And he continued to hear it and then start believing it himself until he actually got to the point to where he believed and then knew and could say, you know, I am the one. I am great. I can do these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, um, that's one thing in, in the black community. We don't we don't hear enough of we don't have enough Morpheus in our life to plant that seed and enough people surrounding around us to really tell tell us and share with us and so we can continue to hear that you are great you know don't believe everything that that you that you've heard before but that's what the challenge that but, or, or that you may have never heard but that's what the challenge and drainage come again because now you got to do that on a consistent basis. you say you are the morpheus and you're doing it for years yeah and the person finally get it when someone else come to them you done been drained yeah. <laughs> you know they come down to the c murder situation in master p master p yeah. for years been telling, don't do that, don't do it, and he go to jail. Now must be like the bad guy because he got somebody else coming to his safety, safety to get him out. Yeah, yeah. when he could have been avoided but, from the get go. But and then some, but you also have to know and realize that um, you have a role, and your role may just be planting right. that seed. That's you know, right, man. Some people, you know, they some people don't accept things from you and it's just like your spouse a yeah, lot of times absolutely, absolutely yeah <laughs> you I, boy, it burn, it'll burn me up my wife came home <laughs> one day dude about some guy that we know and uh he told her some banking information and what this and that all gave her all these type, type of tips she said oh my god and she was just praising <laughs> this guy i said hold on hold on a second i done told you that say she said i know and i said that you can call and ask him i said my husband tried to tell me this for years but i said but now you got it now you get it. Now right? you, now you, and you giving this guy high praise. Don't come in here with all that. You know what I'm saying? Don't come in here with all that. Right. But that's right. true. But, that's facts. Yeah. But yeah, you got to be, you have to know that, right? And accept that and say, you know what? I, I may not be the person that's going to get through to this person, but I've planted the seed. Now other people have to water it and give it light. So that's what you're doing. That's, that's the last question. So what do you think? Do you think your, your thing that you do now, your job you do now in a community with, with those families? It's going to help propel them for what they're going to face out here. I believe so, man. Um, two things that um, two, two of my goals is to always encourage and motivate others. Right. And so to be that Morpheus. Right. Um, I'm going to be that Morpheus wherever I go. I'm going to be I'm going to do my best to stay positive and be positive and pour and speak life into our youth and other people, not just youth, adults as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then. You know, one of the other things is when I was in high school, uh, you know, I grew up in South Carolina. I was invited to be a part of what's called Boy State. Um, I didn't know what Boy State was. I was a I was pretty much a clown in, in, in school, whatever. Mm. You know, I didn't. Um, now, we got to clarify clown meaning you was a class clown, not a clown, a clown, not a person yeah. that was a lame because you made it very clear this past weekend how popular you were. Yeah, I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty popular, you know. You made it very clear where your wife said. Uh-uh. Yeah, we know you we know you popular. You can stop now. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was I was pretty popular, right? But 
I didn't apply myself like I, I should have, right? Because I, I knew what I wanted to do at that point. I wanted to go to Hollywood and act. Mm-hmm. So instead of studying the books, I'm studying, I'm watching movies and, and shows and I'm, I'm, you know, studying inflection, voice inflections and, and strategies that people use in acting. And um, so my 11th grade year, I was invited to be a part of what was called Boy State. And so Boy State, I didn't know anything about it. Um, you know, I, you know, I think it was American Legion that sponsored me to go. And um, when I went, uh, it was when I got there on the campus, Walford College in, um, I believe, Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, it was like a mock government. Mm. And so I learned, you know, we had to go, we were separated into parties when we got there. And then eventually throughout our time there, we had to um, not everybody, but we ran for different offices. So it could be coroner. Governor was the highest position, of course. And so we had to campaign and do all these things. We had to uh, give speeches. And um, and I didn't know why that was a part of my my life. But everything just kind of aligned. So when I when I realized my passion for my people, um it allowed me to connect, right? So I remember even talking to a local official here in, in Nashville and I posed this question. I said, do you know why a lot of people in the, in the black or African-American community don't, doesn't vote? And this is somebody who's already an official, right? And then he said, because people don't know what these positions are and mm-hmm. what they do for them. And I'm thinking, I'm talking about local and state level, mm-hmm. right? So if you educate the people and you let them know, hey, this is what a councilman does, right? This is what you know a, a judge does. This is what this individual does. But Dirk, but that's but that's not cool. That's not yeah. cool. It's just like yeah. when you you study in school. Oh, you lame. You you acting white. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you think you smarter than me? That's the yeah. that's the deflection. Yeah. So it, and it's not cool, right? But what you do is. You let them see what the problem is, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about those systemic racism uh, that occurs and the fact that the people that have been put in these positions or voted in these positions perpetuate the situation and keep it going, mm-hmm. right? So what we need to do, we need you to understand this. One, we need you to vote for individuals who have a platform and who have actually you know, gone on record saying, Here's what I believe and here's what I'm going to fight for. Here's what I'm going to push for. Yeah, we want those individuals to do that. But at the same time, we also want to groom you for, you know, if you're interested in in civic engagement. All right. We want to groom you for those positions at a young age. So now, Mm. you know, and understand what it takes. Right. And now you've done the work. And so people in the community can get behind you because now they've built a relationship with you. They know what you stand for, right? And they know that when you get in get into that office, that you're not going to be compromised by money. But you do know right? the, the but the the louder voice are those people that's saying, not only do your voice don't your vote don't count, but then they're also saying politicians are crooked. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that, that's, that's exactly what any, what was, that's what anything right. though. But anything people gonna be crooked. But it's like they say, people that got money is crooked. Not everybody got money is doing it the wrong way. Not everybody that's in politics is doing it the wrong way either. But when you hear that so much and when you're younger, you start thinking, I don't want to be no policeman. I don't want to go set the example. And I don't want to be nobody's leader. So I'm going to go ahead and sell drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make as much money as I can. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, that's we just those areas that you just named. We know that's where the problems is, right? Problems are, excuse me. All right. So, you know, if we're saying we got too many black people being killed by the cops, then you know what? And we know and we know and we see that there are individuals who may be a part of um, white supremacist groups who say, you know what? Let's get together and let's be a part of the police force so we can control this thing where we need to counter that. Right. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we're encouraging good, upstanding individuals to actually uh, be a part of these systems. And we talk about community policing. Uh, when we say community policing, we talk about people who have come out of this community who already have relationships. So with relationships, you know, you can accomplish so many things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and so I think that's the key in, in everything that 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 we do. Um, we have to make sure that we are intentional about having those um, positive relationships and those interactions with with um, individuals so that we can accomplish the things that that we need and want to accomplish because you can't do it alone. And this is what you need. This is what the organization you're working with. You're, you're doing just that. It's OK. We're showing them that it doesn't matter. We can help by getting things taken care of and worked on if we can be out here to actually show them the importance of it. Show them importance exactly. about being involved. Show them the importance of education. Then that would no longer be the problem. Will actually be the solution to that problem. Exactly, because people don't know, right? I'm not going to get engaged if if I don't know what the problem is, right? Make it clear for me, right? Make it simple. Make it clear, right? And when you can do that, right? And you can if you can make it relatable and show how it directly affects me. So this has occurred, and this is what's been keeping my family in generational poverty for all these years. Oh, now nah, I want more for myself. And not, not everybody in the family is going to be motivated to make that change. Right? right. But you say the right thing to the right person, it'll pique their interest and they'll want to do something about it. So now we're going to get the five things off the wall now. So if you want to hear more of what the dialogue that Derek's talking about, because him, him and his co-hosts, this is comrades that get on there together. They actually yeah. talk about things like this, but even more going deeper into, into entertainment all those things. But tell us about the name five things off the wall in the first place. Are you just throwing stuff at the wall? We're just going to see which five things stick. So five things off the wall. So shout out to uh, my boy, Devin, uh, my boy, Walt, and my homie, homegirl, Crystal Mac, C-Mac. Um, Who been rocking y'all together. internet for y'all. She, all on, so she on social media for y'all all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's doing her thing. She's that's doing that's her why thing, you need so. ladies on your team, boy. They just get in there and, do, and make some things happen. What right, we lack, right. and they come in and pick it up, you know, to make exactly. it better. <laughs> everybody has a everybody has a role in what they're good at, right? And you once you find that, you tap into it. But we all met at, at South Carolina State University, and um, you know, Walt, Dev, and myself came in 1998. And um, when we got there, we our friendship just we just stayed connected to each other. Like we we just had this bond, like. You know, and, and we talk a little bit about the story, I think maybe on our second episode. So Walt is, you know, Walt's a short guy. Devin's a short guy. You know, I'm, I'm not super tall, you mm-hmm. know, and so I think we kind of connected over that. But um, Walt and they, Devin, they all they, they both short. Yeah. yeah well, I can yeah, see yeah. why. Which one is Walt? Walt don't want to be talking the most. That, that, I can see why he'd be barking <laughs> like he do because he, he got he little. Yeah. Huh? OK. Walt, Walt, Walt got that, uh, that yeah. little man complex. Because <laughs> like he was talking about that little complex. flag. I was, I was laughing. Y'all talking about that flag football game and stuff. He was talking about uh, yeah. playing flag football. Yeah. So, yeah, he's entertaining, man. Scrappy dude. That's Walt. Yeah, right? Scrappy dude. <laughs> uh, so um, but 
Walt and Devin actually would um, they would talk a little bit more and stay connected a little bit more than 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 myself. Um, me moving all the way out here to Nashville, you know, Walt in South Carolina, Devin in Atlanta, you know, they just kind of stayed a little bit connected. But time from time to time, I would join the conversation, and so we would talk and we would call each other and we would just talk about different things. And and some of those topics were just funny. They were just things. And so um, Walt and Devin had the idea. They were like, you know, I think people may enjoy hearing what we have to say about certain things. And so let's, let's do a podcast. Let's, let's put it together. Why not? Um, Everybody else doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. Go and, so, and do good at it, you know? So, well, you know, yeah. So they reached out and said, Hey Derek, you know, we want to do this podcast thing and, you know, we want you to be a part of it. And, um, and, you know, we kept with it for a while and realized we needed a female perspective and voice. And we had this relationship with C-Mac and, um, you know, Crystal came aboard and she's been um, a great, a great addition to, to the podcast. So, so five things off the wall is just five, you know, oftentimes it's, it's really five random things um, that are important to us or that we want to talk about at the time. Yeah, and so we try to keep it as authentic as possible. Yeah, yeah, I like it, man. Hey, so I, I want to just thank Derek for coming on and actually sharing his thoughts and ideas with us, man. For sure, I appreciate that, D Money. I appreciate, appreciate that, you, brother. You know, and uh, but look, y'all. So look, remember, if you want to follow with Derek, follow Derek, or actually want to connect with him, go ahead, tell us, D. Uh, yeah, you can reach us off on five things off the wall, and that's the number five things off the wall podcast. We're on um, all social media uh, platforms. We're on um, Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on Google. We're on uh, Anchor FM. So if you want to check us out, you can find us on Instagram as well, five things off the wall. And we're also on uh, Facebook, five things off the the wall podcast check us out well when d man i appreciate it man is it one thing you want to lead the people with would you get the you know what would you like to say to them before you leave out uh i'll say what i say when i sign off on five things off the wall um and everything you do take positivity with you um stay positive oh well, that, simple as that stay positive look remember thank y'all so much for being a part of what we're doing today remember the true outcome of having a mindset of successful thinking is having an unwavering expectation of successfully achieving a predetermined goal, knowing that the outcome was supposed to happen. Also, remember the two most important currencies in life are time and relationships. Time, you got to invest wisely because you can't get it back. Relationships get you places that money can't buy. I'll. Hey, before you head out, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Do me a favor. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're hearing the show on today. Until next time, I'll see you at the Naughty Lounge.